Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This is The Sharp Edge, a sports conversation for the sports betting world. I bet you 20 bucks I can get you gambling before the end of the day. Featuring legendary handicapper Brandon Lang. How much that do-re may be for? And Scott Seidenberg. The Spartos, the Motorheads, Geeks, Bloods, Wastoids, Dweebies, they all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. This is The Sharp Edge. And alongside the great Brandon Lang, I'm Scott Seidenberg, The Sharp Edge, sports betting podcast brought to you by Believe. That's B-L-E-A-V.com. Don't forget, subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcasts and you'll get new episodes downloaded straight to your phone whenever we release them. Brandon, the NBA Conference Finals are here. No time to rest from the Game 7s that we saw earlier. We jump right into it with Game 1 of the West tonight, Game 1 of the East tomorrow night. Yeah, I tell you, it's sorry to see those conference finals come to an end, big dog, because, uh, you know, it's coming off a, a nice uh, nice 75 diamond or last Saturday on Zach Eflin and the Phillies, who pitched an absolute gym, four-hit, complete game shutout, faced 31 batters, and and uh, if he stays healthy, the Phillies got them something special, plus my, my, my boy's his agent, so it's nice to see Zach, and then Double down on Sunday with the 150 dimer on the Portland Trailblazers plus the points. Win the game out right down 17 early. Didn't look good. And uh, nice to see them come back and execute. And thank God for McCallum because Lillard was a horrible, although he did hit two big threes in the fourth that were that were daggers. Um, and, and that was the play we gave out right here on the podcast. We said Portland with the points. You took a money line because you're just a dog. But we gave out that pick right here on the podcast, and we also gave out the under, not just the 212 for the game, but also the 104 for the first half. Both of those unders came in for us. Yeah, that the the under first half was more more in your direction than mine, but uh, uh, that which was a great call. And then, um, of course, as we're doing this podcast, Golden State, Milwaukee, getting ready to tip here in a little bit. But, uh, but yeah, and you look at this Milwaukee game, it opened at six and a half. It's moved down to six in some places. Not much movement right now. Um, post total 218, moved down to 217, where it's kind of staying right there. 55% of the money's come in on the side of Toronto plus the points. However, you have 87% of people taking Milwaukee on the money line. So, Interesting scenario there. 91% of the money is on the under in game one at 217 and a half. That's your current post of total. I think it's 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 kind of the same thing of, of Golden State in in Portland, asking Portland to get up off the deck in, in just two days after the epic Sunday game seven and to of course rally this game three days for Toronto. But I just have to question. Uh, the matchup between these two. I've had people say it's it's Kawhi against the Greek Freak, and and that may be so. And I think of both series, this one here of Toronto-Milwaukee has much more intrigue because of that matchup, Kawhi against the Greek Freak, which I think is going to make great TV in this series. I just think both these teams, the Blazers and the Raptors, are in bad spots. Coming off of the Game 7s, and yeah, they're riding this emotional high, Brandon. It's a quick turnaround. I know they're going to amp themselves up, but I can see both of these series ending rather quickly. Maybe a sweep, maybe five games. I don't see either of these series touching six games. I could certainly see 
Golden State and, and Portland going in that direction. Um, I do think Toronto is good enough defensively to limit Milwaukee's three-point three point game with their defensive efficiency. I, 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 if I can see Toronto and Milwaukee maybe going six games. Toronto's a really tough place to play. Milwaukee lives on the three. Toronto is really good um, defensively. The problem is they're needing Kawhi to get him forty almost every single. Yeah, they night. don't have enough offense. They don't. They just don't. They don't have enough offense. You, you nope. said it. If it's not Kawhi putting up forty, the points aren't coming from anybody else. They don't have enough offense to match this Milwaukee team, and it hasn't just been Giannis for them. It's been the the role players that are getting the job done for this Bucks team. Hey, could you? Do you realize that, and this is so funny, and I know, like, look, the NBA lottery is tonight, and as we're recording this podcast, we don't know who's going to get the number one overall pick or not, but the Knicks passed on Mike Budenholzer. (laughs) They passed on him. What a masterful job this dude has done with this Bucks team. Really has. um, The way they have players give their their general manager and their, their, their upper management unbelievable credit for surrounding the Greek with, with three point shooters. Middleton is a beast. Bledsoe is a beast. Uh, The two European players are beasts. They just, they all play to their roles. And then when you need a bucket, you can always dump it down inside. And and the Greek freaks is going to do something. I could see it going six. I could see it going six games. Do we see both the, the Eastern conference finals and Western conference finals? starting out 2-0 because I, I can't see Golden State losing at home to Portland even without Kevin Durant and I don't see Milwaukee losing a game at home in the first two here against against a tired Toronto team I think both these series will be 2-0 I agree with that I thought I thought the line in Milwaukee Toronto would be eight um that's interesting and and to have six and a half six um Almost tells you the right side of the game to Milwaukee. Would you I take did. it now before it goes up to seven or six and a half? I, I think if Golden State wins by double digits tonight, then I think if you like Milwaukee, you should get it now because I think with the favorite covers emphatically tonight, uh-huh. I think people are going to come. And again, like I said, um, 50, 55% of the, of the money is on Toronto plus the points. So right now you're getting some value there. I think the sharp money, it's just seeing if, if if anything comes in, it's going to move up. I, I think it's going to be six and a half, seven by tip. I really do. I can't see any more Toronto money coming in. If Portland looks flat, then I do have to believe that that you're going to get some sharp money coming in on Milwaukee minus points. You playing any sides here? I mean, any totals? That's what I mean. Um, I believe game one goes under. I believe both game ones go under. I think I think Golden State and Portland go under tonight. I think both teams trying to fill one another out. I can't see there being this being a, uh, a, a as both these teams are in the conference finals for the first time. The personnel in the conference finals in the first time, with exception to Kawhi, who you know, who of course played an NBA championship, won an NBA championship with with Tim Duncan. So um, I don't think Kawhi is going to be nervous, but I do think that across the board you'll have some players that whose uh, whose nuts are going to be in their their throat um, <laughs> in Game One. We've all been there. I know I've had my nuts in my throat. No, no, no. I didn't say someone else's nuts in my throat. I'm talking my nuts in my throat, playing the basketball at the level that I played to uh, to go to. And, and listen, if at some point in your life you had the 
the pleasure or the experience to go to the line in a game that meant something and have to make two free throws. It is a feeling that you'll never forget. Or you come up with two outs in the bottom of the ninth and the uh-huh. on second bed. They're just uh-huh. things you experience as an athlete yes. and a kid in life that you that that molds you and shapes you to understand what pressure is and how to deal with it. I believe the pressure is going to be um, pretty intense. And like you said, I think Milwaukee handles it much better than Toronto in game one. You are absolutely right. All right, Brandon, I want to bring on a special guest now here to the Sharp Edge podcast. You might know him on Twitter as Spread Investor. He is James Alberino from the Spread Investor, and James joins us here. James, I got to ask, because it's an interesting story. I've heard it. Brandon hasn't heard it. How did you first get into the handicapping business? Well, I grew up in New York, so I started betting pretty young. You and me both, brother. Decent amount of access to... (laughs) You know, you grow up in Brooklyn, there's a decent amount of access to sports betting and a lot of conversations around it, even when you're young. And uh, I got involved in high school, and, you know, that's right around the time Two for the Money came out in 05, 29 now. And uh, I think my first bet was junior year of high school. And shortly after that, I started coming along Brandon's picks. And, Brandon, I, I used to buy a lot of your picks. In high school, in the early years of college, I, I was sitting in my dorm room uh, reading analysis and, and looking for angles myself. So uh, the movie came out at a good time, and I've been running strong pretty since with the game. So I got to give you an assist to getting me involved in the game. Well, I'll give you the assist for, for, for getting you involved, but there were some pretty pretty bad years in there. I, you know, I tell people all the time, the one downside to being Brandon Lang and the one downside of making picks every day is I'm set up to fail even before I start doing this because you can never win enough to sustain the demand of people wanting your picks. And the rating system helps. And and people always ask me, what's your percentage? And I'm like, I, 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 my percentage of games that are 75 dime or higher is probably 60, 70% over the course of the year. 25 dimers, 50 dimers, the, the lower level ones, back in the day when there were 10 dimers and five dimers, I may lose a ton of those. But the, the problem is when I go on a winning streak, more people start coming, and, and as, as you know, buying my picks. When I'm on a winning streak, I get hot for a while. But you're always going to have somebody that comes in at the end of the streak. So when you lose, they get a little upset. Mm-hmm. And there's your there's your forms and your threads and the hate and the venom and the jealousy and the he's the worst and he can't pick a game. And um, if you bet my picks, you got on some great winning streaks and you probably got on some great losing streaks. And the one thing people appreciate the most, especially when I do media, is they go, man, you're not afraid to talk about the fact that you've had your ass handed to you or you had a losing night or you had a losing week or because there's not much honesty in this business. Um, but I am honored that I helped you get into the business um, and that you've made it a goal of yours to be significant in this business. Like I told Scott off air, um, anything I can do to further along or help people in this business. I, I'm not one of these guys, and, and I know they're out there, guys in this business that only care about themselves and will go behind closed doors in the forms and threads to drag you down. Mm-hmm. Not me. I'm on the other side of it. I want everybody to be successful. And if someone's a fan of me and, and says they appreciate my stuff, brother, man, anything I can do to help you and, and, and 
further things along, I would be I would be honored. So thank you. Well, I appreciate it, man. Uh, you know, you, you just described the handicapping industry in a nutshell. <laughs> so I, I'm I'm really. And Scott knows this. We follow each other on Twitter. I, I've, I'm on Twitter now for going on five years of leasing plays. And, and 95% of my stuff is free. I sell some of my premium plays, but uh, I'm building a different business model. But the point of the matter is, is that you go on these streaks, winning and losing streaks. Look, I, I followed your, your picks for the most part over the last 13 years. And, you know, you, you don't get paid based off of what your percentage is. You get paid off of, your big plays and what you end up profiting at the end of the week or at the end of the month. And and I, I, I'm getting the sense of how the industry works just by seeing the reactions from people on winning and losing streaks. And look, like I, I see from the perspective of when the movie came out in 05, I mean, you must've gotten so many people that came on board and <laughs> at, at a time at a peak that it's like, look, you can't buy Bitcoin at 7,500. You got to buy it before the spike happens. And, um, it's no, it's great. It's, it's weird in the industry because you know the better you do, the the more pressure there is because people are coming in yep. at a very high price at the quote unquote stock price, and and you got to maintain those expectations. It's something very difficult to do. You know, you just got to keep your eye on a long term price. Think about this: that the one selection that has defined my career, the one selection that is the old E.F. Hutton commercial where he's in the restaurant and E.F. Hutton goes to talk and the entire place just goes quiet and everybody puts their hand to their ear because they're waiting to see what E.F. Hutton's going to say about whatever. That's kind of what it is when I get to the Super Bowl every single year. And when your Super Bowl record, and I've been asked to pick 29 of them in my career, is 24-3-2. and two. I've only lost three and uh, 29 years of doing this for a living. The pressure every year to hit that game. My wife says, I don't know. I'm nervous. <laughs> I can't, I can't breathe when you go to make that pick. It's um it, it, you're right. It's 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 the one pick that defined me. But when I come with a 200 dimer or 150 dimer, um, people listen to this was that well, you have to rate your play so people know how much to bet on a play. There may be a play, a baseball play on a Wednesday that I don't really like. So it's a 20 dimer. I still have to release a play, but you still get crucified if you lose that 20 dimer as if it's a 200 dimer because that's just the way people is. And I'll give you an idea. When the movie first came out, I went on Stephen A. Smith, quite frankly, on ESPN. And he said, and this is when we were selling picks at this time at $34.95 for a pick. And he goes on air. And he says, I don't know if you can win money gambling unless you go to brandonlang.com. Now, understand the gravity of that statement. I was the only handicapper on my site at that time. It was probably the biggest mistake I made in the business because if I would have had nine other handicappers on there with me as I do now, when I went on a losing streak, they would have had other handicappers to go to other than me that night I watched our sales come in year package for 1900 year package for 1900 year package for 1900. We did that night after quite frankly aired at seven o'clock. I'm watching it from the bar at Smith and Walensky's on 62nd in Manhattan. And I'm watching it at the bar. I got back to my boy, Mark Pudel's house who lives in the city. 
and I watched the sales come in in one 24-hour period after going on, quite frankly, with Stephen A. Smith selling fix for $34.95 in packages. We did in one night over $400,000. Ridiculous money. Just from Stephen A. saying, I don't know if you can win money gambling unless you go to brandonlang.com. And I've stayed close with Stephen A. Um, I can call him a friend, and I owe him – I told him this. We sent on a flight from Philly to, to Vegas. He was going out there for a fight. We're first casted, and we, we talked for four hours. And, and uh, literally, I said, you have no idea. And he, and he said to me, I didn't realize how big gambling was when, when I made the statement. If you couldn't bet on sports, you wouldn't be building stadiums. You'd be building bleachers. And he goes, I now understand the gravity of what that means. It's amazing. He has and that Brandon. effect. He has got that effect on everybody. I, I was down at the Super Bowl this past year in Atlanta, and I produced for Stephen A. for two and a half years when he was on ESPN New York back in the day. And he sees me, gives me a huge hug because I haven't seen him in years. And after that, people started coming up to me like thinking that I was some big shot because I knew Steve because I got the hug. <laughs> it's like it's like the Godfather came and shook your hand or something. And I'm like, hey, you know, you want my business card? Take my business card. Hey, Scott Seidenberg. Nice to meet you. <laughs> people were like, who is this guy? Yeah, he gets a bad rap and he's, he's a good dude. And people are just again, it goes back to the same thing of of. And I say this to you, if you get in this business. You better have thick skin because as you start to become successful, the haters will come and they will come fast and there's nothing you can do about it. Well, James, you've experienced this because James, you've experienced this because you, you yourself had been hot. Then you had a little slump and people had maybe commented on Twitter or whatnot, but you've bounced back extremely well because I think the late, late last I checked, you were on a six and one tear right now in the NBA playoffs. And I know that you are just itching to get into these conference finals earlier. Brandon and I talked about how we can see both of these series being short series with both golden state and Milwaukee winning. You're crunching the numbers. You're breaking it down from your perspective. Where are you leaning on both of these conference finals? Yeah, give, give give us the James Doggy Dog breakdown on game one between <laughs> Toronto and Milwaukee. JD, take it away, player. <laughs> I, I, I like Milwaukee in this game. I, I thought the number would be higher, but Milwaukee was undervalued against Boston, so I guess it makes sense here. Look, I just don't think Toronto's going to have the offense to keep up with Milwaukee. Milwaukee gets in to the 115, 118 area pretty consistently. Toronto outside of Kawhi was struggling to score all series against Philadelphia. And the bench for Toronto, they got touted all season long, and they were much better in the beginning of this year and last year. I think Fred Van Vliet's hurt. He's been playing terrible the entire playoffs. Ibaka played a little bit better towards the end of the series, but without Ananobi, they just don't have the depth. And Milwaukee's coming off the bench with Miritich. They got Brogdon back to the starting lineup. They come off the bench with Ilyasova, too, Connaughton. I just don't think that there's as close of a gap between these two teams as a lot of people think. I think Milwaukee's rested, coming off a pretty even-keeled series, and Toronto coming off a a very emotional Game 7, short rest for this. I think Milwaukee wins by double digits tomorrow night. James Alberino from Spread Investor joining Scott Seidenberg and Brandon Lang here on the Sharp Edge Sports Betting Podcast. Brandon, that falls in line with what you and I were saying at the beginning of the podcast. I swear on my daughter's life, 
James was not on the line when we did our podcast. <laughs> he was not, folks. He was not. He was not. Because you can take what we said, play it at the same exact time of what James said, and almost verbatim, word for word, we broke the game down the same way. So one of two things happens. Either A, me, Scott, and James are now a validated and documented 100% 1 and 0 oh when all three of us agree on a game with the Bucks tomorrow night. Send it in. Or B, if we ever agree again, go the other way. <laughs> get, get absolutely out of here like a fat girl in dodgeball and run, baby. Run. <laughs> Well, we we both agreed, James, and what Brandon was saying before you came on was that he thought this spread was going to be eight, and when it opened at six and now six and a half, it's you like you said, it's incredible value on Milwaukee. But another thing that Brandon added was that if Game One here on Tuesday night between Golden State and Portland winds up being an easy cover for the Warriors, people will now jump on Milwaukee and that number is going to go up. So if that happens, you have to jump on it. If you didn't already at the six or six and a half. Yeah, I agree. And it's funny that I moved down from six and a half to six. I, I don't really understand why, but I don't know. There's been some weird line movements throughout the whole playoffs. So you can't really go by that. And also too, with the Raptors, when Embiid was healthy in that series, Toronto was overvalued on the spread the entire series. Game seven overvalued, game six overvalued, and then game four and game five when Embiid wasn't 100 percent and Toronto covered, you know they 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 were bowling with with bumpers on the side. It, it, it I just don't think that this number is right and probably should be more around eight or eight and a half. Do either of these series go to six games? I don't think so. I said the Warriors I think might win to five. Yeah, I think the Warriors might sweep. Yeah, I want to hear your take on this. I do think Rodney Hood in in tonight's game, he he was warming up a little while ago. I don't know if he's definitely playing. What's the game time decision? I think he's big because he's been their best bench player for Portland. I do think Portland could keep it close tonight if he plays. I think Portland's going to have to go all out, even though it's a quick turnaround. If there's one game for them to steal, they got to get one of these two without Durant. Um I think the public shifted completely on on their uh, outlook on Golden State Friday night. They doubted them in Houston. Now they're jumping on them again. Uh, if McCollum keeps playing this way, and uh, Portland's defense really gets towards the end of that series, I think it could keep it tight. I don't like it as much as Milwaukee, obviously, but I would play Portland small tonight if it plays. Brandon, here's what here's what scares me about about that is that you said it. The whole world was on Houston in game six. And Golden State basically said to the world, we won 73 games without Durant. And and, and granted, um, a little history lesson for everybody out there. Baseball, basketball, football, and hockey. The team that has the, the historically, the team that has the most regular season wins in those Sports didn't win the championship. Seattle won 121 games, I think, or something like that in baseball. They Uh didn't win the championship Mm -hmm. that year. Golden State, 73 wins. They didn't win the championship. Your Patriots, 16-0. They didn't win the championship. And then whatever NHL team it is. That was the year they didn't win it when they won 73 games. 
I don't want to be on the wrong side of, of, of this game seven for me. Um, Nurchik being out, um, he had a double double in both Portland wins over Golden State this season. Um, and then he had a third double double in their December loss. My gut feeling is that's that that's the river card in this series, him not being there. I, I listen, Cantor's great, I get it, but I just think asking Portland to get up off the deck two days after that game seven, and it was emotional having to come from 17 down, fourth quarter, McCallum having to win plays. If they're going to steal one, I think it's game two and they get three days off. I don't, for me, it right side of the game, wrong side of the game. Sometimes I would rather try to win with X than try to, than to lose with Y. Well, I'll leave you with, yeah, and, I, and I'll leave you with this, James. Over the last three seasons, the Warriors without Kevin Durant, but with Steph Curry in the lineup, 30 and four straight up, 22 and 12 against the number, winning games by an average of 12.3 points per game. Oh, yeah. Durant out needs more shots for Curry and Clay. I was on Golden State Friday night. That obviously worked out well. I, I, I may just pass on this game. I, I, I yeah, I think you're right about game two. The three days off would be a better spot for them. Um, I would like to see this go six games, though, and make it entertaining. We'll see what happens tonight. Well, James, good debut here on the Sharp Edge. Loved having you, brother. Guys, pleasure being on. James, thanks for the compliment. Uh, really appreciate it. And um, like I said, reach out to Scott. Anything I can do to help you out, brother, please let me know. It would be my pleasure. Yeah, absolutely, man. We'll talk soon, and uh, we'll definitely figure something out. Got it. All right, but be good. All right, guys. Thanks, Thanks, man. That's James Alberino from The Spread Investor. He's on Twitter at Spread Investor. He has an incredible following there. He's done a great job of networking and and building his social media. Uh, But you heard it, Brandon. As a handicapper, he, he looked up to you. And you can you can tell because he's he's kind of in lockstep with us in our in our analysis here of Milwaukee, especially of Milwaukee. Um, yes, let's let's specify that sees that sees that game and sees that series the same way. We talked about the fact that the value of the number favoring Milwaukee. We talked about the the offense of Milwaukee, Toronto struggling outside of Kawhi offensively, the bench of Milwaukee. We're on the same page there. Um, so, again. Last person that has been that impressed with me was Mercedes in the champagne room experiment Rhino just less than a month ago. Um, so thanks, James. Appreciate it. All right. Well, I'm going to go sweat out my three-team parlay here. Houston on the run line. They're up 3 nothing already. Tampa Bay on the run line. They're up one nothing already. And Warriors minus the 7.5. So we'll take a look at that for our Tuesday night. For Brandon Lang, I'm Scott Seidenberg. Be sure to rate, review, and especially subscribe to the Sharp Edge Sports Betting Podcast wherever you get your podcast and Believe.com, B-L-E-A-V.com. We'll talk to you later on in the series. See you later, Brandon. All right, bud. See you, babe. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.